This is Law for Community Workers on the Go, a podcast for community and health workers. My name is Jessica Sullivan and I work in the Community Legal Education Branch at Legal Aid New South Wales. Today we'll be speaking about elder abuse, which is a sensitive and sometimes confronting topic. We want this to be a safe space for listeners, so if you need support at any time, there are services that can help and you can find their contact details in the notes below. Also, if you suspect elder abuse may be occurring to someone in your life, then please speak up. If you're on the Central Coast, you can call the Legal Aid New South Wales Elder Abuse Service directly on 02432456611. And for anywhere else across Australia, please call the National Elder Abuse Helpline, which is 1800 353 374, and they will transfer you to the closest elder abuse service. These episodes were recorded and made on both Darkenjung and Gadigal land. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of these lands and pay our respects to their elders, past and present. We acknowledge that this is Aboriginal land, always was, always will be. Now, if you're a regular listener to our podcast, then you will have become familiar with our style. We generally tell you about a legal problem, what it is, who it can affect, and things you can do to help clients who might be experiencing it. But elder abuse is not a simple legal problem. It's complex, it comes in many forms, it doesn't discriminate across gender or cultural lines, and the abuser is often a family member, a trusted friend or a carer. This series, which we have called Hard Conversations, explores a problem that is challenging, and we know there's not going to be one right answer for every person, community or culture. So throughout this series, you're going to hear from lots of different people about their understanding of elder abuse, the ways they think about it in their communities, and how we can start to address it together. In today's episode, we are going to be talking to Diana Bernard from the Seniors' Rights Service about their work in the area of elder abuse and some of the strategies they use to connect with diverse communities. They can be contacted on 1800 424 079. So, Diana, I might just get you to introduce yourself and just tell us what your job is. So, my name's Diana Bernard and I'm the Manager of Education and Special Projects at Seniors' Rights Service. So, Seniors' Rights Service is basically a legal and advocacy service, which is free for anybody over 60. There's no means testing. Um, We also have a recent addition of a social worker who provides an elder abuse um, service as well. Uh, The legal service I won't go into, but it does cover things like elder abuse, planning ahead, so wills, guardianship, power of attorney, that sort of thing and retirement village and strata issues. So my job is basically to coordinate all the education for um, all those other people in the organisation. In our education, we basically focus a lot on partnerships with other organisations. Since COVID developed, obviously my job's changed a bit. So we've developed an education toolbox on our website, which covers a range of topics, including elder abuse. And we've developed webinars on our standard sort of topics like advocacy and retirement villages, etc. But we've done a couple of other things. One's on older women and elder abuse. And a recent one was on diversity during COVID, especially looking at the needs of culturally diverse Aboriginal 
and lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender older people. And one last thing, I'm developing um, some called videos uh, with community actors, which is around financial and psychological elder abuse, because that's mostly what we see. Um, but they're in the form of little stories and they're on issues like granny flats, power of attorney and isolation leading to abuse. We've finished two Hindi ones and we're about to do a Mandarin one. And we got a bit of money from Multicultural New South Wales. So we'll be doing a couple more, probably in Arabic and maybe Greek or Vietnamese. Great. That sounds amazing. Um, so how do people use your service? I mean, how do people find your service? Are people referred? It's a telephone service in the first instance, and it's across New South Wales. So there's a 1-800-424-079 phone number, and there's our website. They ring up and people on intake ask them, are they after a legal service or an advocacy service? or some counselling, and then they put them through to those right sections. When you say advocacy, what services does that mean? All right. So advocates um, basically uphold people's rights, and so the advocacy service is more for people receiving Commonwealth-funded aged care. So that's, as I mentioned a bit earlier, in residential aged care, or it might be people at home who are getting some sort of home care, and, you know, they might have issues with their carer, or the hours that they're receiving, or those sorts of things. And the ones in residential aged care might have issues about the sort of care they're receiving. Sometimes their uh, family members might ring us, and that's fine, as long as we can speak to the older person, because the older person is then our client. So we do also take on legal cases and take them to court, and we've won quite a few. And we do also see people in person if they prefer. On intake, we'll ask them whether they want to talk to a lawyer or an advocate. And if it's about elder abuse and it's not legal in the first instance, they'd be put through to an advocate if it's about home care or aged care. If it's more, more of a general elder abuse issue, we have a social worker, who, a couple of social workers who would speak to them. We do some work at one of the high-rises behind us that we split with legal aid. You do the other week and we do one week. And how we've developed it more recently is that um, the social worker and the lawyer go up together and the social worker kind of takes a history and gets the issues. And then that makes it much easier to work on if there's a legal issue about someone being, you know, financially taken advantage of. Um, we're part of, I set, helped set up the Inner West Elder Abuse Collaborative. There are a lot of collaboratives around the state now, but um, and we run forums for community workers and for older people. We tend to alternate, and those forums might have the police and the elder abuse helpline and thing, people like that as part of the forum. And we've developed Aboriginal and culturally diverse brochures. Uh, this year we had an Aboriginal consultant which wasn't just about elder abuse um, but it was about sort of linking us more with Aboriginal communities. So some of the things she did was she recommended specific people for cultural training, 
She encouraged us to do practical things. So our Dubbo advocate delivered water to the elders in Walga to start a relationship with them to then be able to talk about other issues such as elder abuse. She helped us draft a reconciliation action plan and has helped um, set up how we do welcome to country or acknowledgement of country. And she's this year just mentored the advocates. We've had certain days where she was available and various advocates could speak to her about any work they were doing with Aboriginal people and how she might help. We also sponsored at her, on her suggestion the Elders Olympics last year, we um, gave a prize to the winning team and sponsored part of the dinner. And we have our own relationship with, that I've developed through with Southwestern Elders Olympics uh, with some Aboriginal people there. And last year we sponsored t-shirts and this year we sponsored a little bit more and um, we've been involved with them. And um, we get some fax funding for different things, now DCJ, and um, we've had approved a project for next financial year, so starting after July in Burke and Broken Hill, where we're doing an outreach project. Um, so we're going to run um, big community forums in those places, but we're also going to link up with the local Aboriginal groups and do what we call clapstick conversations where we get clapsticks from the local men's sheds and bring them along and the people who come can paint them and then keep them and um, we have conversations around some of the difficult topics like elder abuse. Mm. That sounds amazing work. Why do you think it's important to speak about elder abuse and why does your organisation and you yourself advocate, I guess, to encourage these conversations in communities? I think it's really important to understand what elder abuse is and what people's options are for themselves or their friends or relatives. And this is even more so at the moment in the current COVID situation where adult children may have lost uh, employment and so there'll be more and more pressure on older people to pass on some money. And I think the more people hear elder abuse spoken about, the more it will seem like they're not the only person who's suffering this situation, but it's something that happens to other people as well, and they might feel more empowered to do something about it. Why do you think people don't talk about it at the moment? What's stopping either the people who are suffering from elder abuse or just in general communities? Why do you think we are, you know, hesitant to speak about it? Um, I think there are a lot of barriers to seeking help. Um, it's generally abuse is usually by trusted family members. And um, there's a lot of shame uh, about that on the part of older people that, you know, these are their children and they think maybe it's their fault, did they do something wrong? The abuser might also be their carer, so they're dependent on them and they don't want to report them for that reason. Um, they may fear loss of contact with their children or their grandchildren, which is something that abusers um, do often threaten. But that doesn't have to be the, um, the outcome, and I'm sure you've seen this in your work um, and the work of your service. I mean, it doesn't have to be a, a legal or a dramatic breakdown of a family relationship. I mean, if someone comes to you and is talking about elder abuse, what are the other kind of 
alternatives that are available than what people may think, which is just getting police involved or kicking people out of the home. Yeah. I think it's really important to be sensitive, not to judge. Look at that person's circumstances and what their needs might be. Collect information. Talk to them about what the options are, and there are other options. Even when the abuser is in the home, they can um, get an apprehended violence order on a person who can still stay in the home. Um, but if they don't want the police, don't force your ideas. Um, give them your follow-up contact details, and it might take quite a few conversations before that person trusts you enough to take action if they want to, or they might not want to take action, but at least they're informed about their rights and they could do. It's always important to um, sort of link in with communities themselves and see what they really want. So I think it's really important to find the key organisations that work with um, Aboriginal people or older culturally diverse people. So that's how we engage. We just sort of try and research what's available and see what the best thing is. So it's about engaging with people and organisations that are closely linked to people. There are a lot of uh, multicultural community organisations. There's Illawarra, um, they're pretty good, and PCAC, or excellent really, and we've run a lot of forums with them, and they, because they know they have connections to community and they're trusted providers, they get 200 people coming along to forums, so you can then engage with them, and we've tried to do it in culturally appropriate ways. So, uh, for instance, we helped a Macedonian theatre group develop this little sketch on um, elder abuse. They were basically abusing the grandmother in terms of using her money and not taking good care of her. So um, they developed that into a little film, but we've used that at a lot of the multicultural forums. And then you can always add English subtitles or other different subtitles as well. I've done quite a little bit of work with an organisation in the Indian community called Asha. And um, I became aware that there wasn't really anything in language or that they could relate to. There were a couple of videos I used from Victoria. So we've developed our own now. We used, we did auditions with, um, we asked our contact there and she gathered about 12 people and we auditioned them for the roles. We paid them for the audition, provided a nice lunch. Um, we paid them for the acting. And we filmed that and there'll be little videos that we will launch in about a month or so and then they'll be on our website. And so anyone like yourselves could, or community workers could download them and use them if they're trying to do an education with a particular community. And so they'll be in a range of languages, Hindi, Mandarin, Arabic, etc. but they all will have English subtitles. And, you know, it's difficult to go up to someone and say, oh, I want to talk to you about elder abuse, you know, so it's much more about changing the, the conversation into a way that an older person can uh, relate to. So how were you or how do you in your work, do you have those conversations with older people? Well, I think not judging, um, providing information, it's very sensitive. Um, people don't like to call it elder abuse. We did some work a year or two ago with the Older Women's Network 
and we didn't have a very high turn up. And so we we did a survey and asked them why they didn't come and half of them said, well, we didn't come because I'm not being abused, so I didn't need to come. And then the other half um, said, oh, we didn't come because people might think we were being abused, so that's why we didn't come. So mm. generally if we run forums, we don't call it elder abuse, even if it's about something around that. We might call it something to do with respect. In fact, we often use respect in the title. And um, one example of that is something we ran around the time of the Elder Abuse Conference, um, which was a forum at uh, Panthers in Penrith. And we had, it was entertainment, and we called it about respect. So the singer sang, you know, R-E-S-P-C-T from Aretha Franklin and all that sort of thing. And we had little quizzes um, on things to do with elder abuse and people got little prizes. And then we also had a panel discussion. So sort of interweaving entertainment with, with serious things because it is a sensitive topic and you have to be careful how you approach it. But I don't think you pussyfoot around too much. You still have to call it what it is. I think for, um, for workers, what might help them is maybe joining, there are lots of elder abuse collaboratives, um, joining one of those, because in our collaborative, we've developed a resource card for workers about how to refer people and where to refer them in that area in the inner west. So the other ones will have, have similar resources for their areas. I know the Hunter's done some culturally diverse ones as well. Um, or people can ring you know, the Ageing and Disability Helpline, um, 1-800-628-221. And they can get advice as workers. Neighbours can get advice if they're worried about someone. And then I think, as I've been saying, link with culturally diverse or Aboriginal organisations that are trusted so that um, they'll be linked up with communities. Yeah, and uh, I guess if anyone wants to know more clearly what we can help with, so we would help with financial abuse. So, you know, taking um, ATM cards, granny flats, signing over houses, all those sorts of things. And then, as I mentioned, with the advocates, they would also help with any sort of abuse in aged care or um, home care. So it might be not that someone's being physically beaten up, but you know they're not being provided with an appropriate service for them. And we would also work a bit where there are situations like neighbours taking advantage of a vulnerable older person. They ring us in the first instance and then someone will talk to them. Yeah. Oh, well, that's been great. Thank you for all of that. And just the info as well, just for my own knowledge it's been wonderful talking to you okay thanks jess thank you bye bye there are a lot of voices and opinions to be heard throughout these episodes we would like to thank everyone who participated and shared their opinions and expertise with us if you'd like to join the conversation please send us an email at elderservice at legalaid.newsouthwales.gov.au And as always, if you or someone you know is experiencing or at risk of elder abuse, then please speak up. 
If you're on the Central Coast, contact the Elder Abuse Service on 4324 5611. And for all other areas across Australia, you can call the National Elder Abuse Helpline on 1800 353 374 and you'll be directed to your closest service. So until next time, thanks from all of us at the Community Legal Education Branch and Elder Abuse Service from Legal Aid New South Wales.